Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. We're back at the home office. Uh, I'm here back with our favorite guy, our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Welcome. Good morning to everybody. It's... Uh, so it's uh, when this broadcast comes out, it'll be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and uh, we just wrapped up our 40 days of Thanksgiving, which, uh, uh, Rocky, you sent out your—you you wrote those 40 reasons for Thanksgiving, and yeah. and I, I hope people out there got to see those and enjoy those. I, I feel certain that people are uh, on the version app. Um, our followers are up to 50,000 <laughs> followers. <laughs> I would say that, that we have some people that are joining us in that thankfulness. I'm just blown away by that. And yeah. I'm blessed by that yeah. um, to know. And again, like you always say, we're messengers. You know, yeah, we're just, just pointing people to Christ right. and and especially pointing them to thankfulness mm-hmm. this season. And I, and I hope all of you out there who were stirred to, to think about Thanksgiving, uh, it, it's been helping get your hearts ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, for, for the big day tomorrow. And uh, and Rocky and I were just talking. There's a lot of preparations for Thanksgiving. For those of you who are cooking or your wife's probably cleaning the house and have company coming in, there's all those preparations. But but we want to focus on pre- preparing your heart and preparing mm-hmm. your spirit. And uh, and just even the thought that, that you're the priest of your household. So all of you out there, God wants to use you to bless your families and, and to bring uh, maybe a spirit of thankfulness to your family, um, even even family you don't see very often, like uh, some of you will be gathering with relatives you don't see very often. But, uh, but Rocky, we wanted to kind of, as we think about that, we wanted to read a verse and, and uh, realizing that there's a lot of people maybe who are having a hard time being thankful. Yeah. And, uh, but we wanted to read First Thessalonians five eighteen, and uh, in the NIV it says, "Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." Let me read it one more time. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So that's in uh, good circumstances and bad circumstances and all circumstances. That's right, and and we were just. Do, Rocky and I, as we do, just were talking about life, and we were thinking about the the, the horrendous things going on in Paradise, California, yeah. with the fires, and mm-hmm. and it's particularly of interest to us because we have a couple journey groups going on out in Paradise, California, and some leaders out there, and right. we're concerned about them and their families, and we heard that the two churches where the who were hosting those journey groups got burned down; they're gone. Really? That's yeah. We heard that. So, and and then we heard another report of stop. A, yeah, yeah. Those churches are gone. Yeah. Really? A building might be gone, but a church is not gone. That's right. And we need to remember that because therein lies the the great joyful rebuilding of a church that can come out of the ashes, and mm-hmm. that is to recognize it's about community. It's about the fellowship. It's about the relationship. And oftentimes it's time like this that, is, that, that we're driven into those things more tightly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that would be uh, one of the things that I would encourage, especially our journey, journey brothers out there, is that they have the opportunity to be a leader in that thought 
you know, there were, what, 7,000 homes that were burned along with churches. 80 deaths, I think. 80 deaths and maybe more because they, you know, some still missing. But, you know, there, uh, there's an opportunity to, to possibly build home churches as a result of not having the physical church that they've been used to having. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that drives it into smaller community and it, it drives it into tighter uh, relationships. And if it's centers, centered on Christ and focused vertically, then we know what happens with there. Proximity leads to fruit. Mm-hmm. And we've seen churches, when they have taken that uh, challenge to start moving themselves less toward each other and more toward that vertical alignment with Christ and that intimacy with Him, it, it draws them together. Mm-hmm. So there could be so many good things that could come out of this. And, and my encouragement, my exhortation is uh, seize the moment. And th- though it is horrendous to lose homes and churches and all that, there are some people that still have their homes. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that have an opportunity now to bring people into their homes for ministry, mm-hmm. uh, to, to have that community. Mm-hmm that they had in the first century. So good can come from bad, and there's reasons to be thankful in all circumstances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking of, uh, we just heard about a journey brother who we didn't know this, but found out his wife just left him, and then he's he's kind of pulled away from the group because of that. We've I just met a young pastor last week who just found out he's got ALS, you know, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he was trying to face the what the, what life's going to look like? This yeah. guy was in his thirties, you know, and and he's got a young family and all that, and you know, but but the word says, give thanks in all circumstances. So how do you do that, Rocky? What what? How is that possible? Well, it's real easy, and when the circumstances are good, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's also real uh, easy to get away from the truth of it when circumstances are always good, mm. and. Uh, you know, I have a lot of history with Thanksgiving, Brian. Uh, going, growing up in Mississippi with my family, and we were, we were really celebratory type people when it came to the feast of Thanksgiving and Christmas, and and all the family came together, and uh, there were a lot of grandchildren and, and all that were coming around that. And did, did it have spiritual overtones? Well, it, when you yeah, were... because we have we had a spiritual base as Christians, but you know, the spiritual overtone was more about the Thanksgiving prayer and uh, mm-hmm. the the joy of coming together as believers, but it was not as centralized as I think is maybe it should have been or could have been. And a lot of that has to do with at that particular time there was very little discipleship going on. It was more of going to church and having a preaching message to you and then going back and living life. And as you know, what we're trying to do is help them understand that life is not to exclude Christ. That's where our life is really, really made fantastic is when we learn to bring him into all circumstances, Mm. all circumstances, whether they're good or bad. Mm. Now, Thursday morning, I'm going to get up real early, real early, and I'm going to be smoking a 28-pound turkey on my green egg. (laughs) And uh, and that green egg's a cult, by the way. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know about it, the great green egg, a lot of people, and I've had mine 12 years, so it's well patinaed with smoke and everything in there. But, you know, and I, and, and like the, you know, the song Whistle While You Work, well, I mean, I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, 
and I, I'm just going to celebrate the fact that I've, I'm able to cook this turkey and and provide a feast later on with the people I'm going to gather with and and know that I can do this in a, in a relaxed manner with, with the Lord and enjoy Him. I look forward to that. I look at that, honestly, it's a little bit of a spiritual experience with me because hmm. I get off of the busy uh, trail, I guess you say, the busy road of what I normally do and I'm going to be doing something that's preparing, but it's also a time to really con- you know, contemplate about what Thanksgiving really means. I, I look at it historically in my own family. Now, I look at it from the historically in our country. I look at it in a spiritual standpoint. And this is what we've been doing the last 40 days, mm-hmm. is giving them 40 reasons, 40 different reasons. And there are thousands of reasons, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of reasons that we could all have for thanking God. Um, yeah, you said when you started writing those, it just you were surprised how they just started flowing. Well, I mean, like yeah. they're just coming to your conscious, your spirit, yeah. one after the other. I could do 360 days. Hmm. You know, I could because it's it, it just, I mean, there's the obvious and then there's the things that are not obvious. I mean, things that work out in a way that I never would have imagined, and I didn't even know to ask for them. Hmm. I didn't know what to ask. But isn't that what the Scripture says, that He does more for us than we even ask for mm-hmm. or expect? And certainly we don't deserve. Mm-hmm. And when we start reflecting on that and just looking at a life, our life, and the signposts along the way and the diversions in our path that moved us from one place to another, changed the course and the trajectory of our life, and we see how it has moved us closer, closer, closer. Mm-hmm. to the king who wants to bless us. And well, you, you know, thankfulness. You've taught, sorry to interrupt, but you, you've talked uh, often about that the journey process was written out of pretty poor circumstances. Oh, yeah. You know, you being under attack in your health with your legs or whatever, you know, and some just some tough stuff. And, and, and out of your anguish, you were seeking God more, and he pointed mm-hmm. you to some truths that you're sharing now with everybody. And, and, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because the journey process began uh, officially in 2001. That's when I took the first group through there and mm-hmm. wrote the curriculum. But the journey process in my life began probably about 20 years before that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and specifically in, in 1984 is when I had my eyes open to John 15 and abiding in Christ uh, and through that, uh, you know, we bear fruit. And it was so you take that period of time from 84 until 2001, and you can see there were a lot of years there that that message had to be uh, lived out. It had to be understood. And now under, to understand something, we oftentimes have to, to be broken. Mm-hmm. Most often we have to. We have to be broken of our aspirations. We have to be broken of our fears because our fears is what makes us try to control the outcome of so many things. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to release control, then I have to learn to trust. But if I have to learn to trust, if I'm going to learn to trust, I'm going to have to do it under circumstances that require trust. Mm-hmm. And God blesses us that way. He blesses us with trials and circumstances that basically, if another word, he could be saying, hey, try me here. 
see if I won't help you here. Mm. Why don't you start seeking me first rather than seeking me last? Mm. Why don't you begin to look at me as a constant resource that really, really cares about what you're going on? And I'm just wanting you to get to know me better. Mm. And see, that's what happens is that when we have these trying circumstances, it does... um, it does force us that way, and, and a lot of the illusions that we had are removed, and we realize that we're just not in control like we thought, and we can't get the control that we want to have. And and transferring that to the control of the sovereign God who is able to do everything he wants to do, well, that takes us into the safest and the best place, but we have to have to have breakthroughs, and that's what breaking does. It gives us breakthroughs. Now, from 2001, uh, actually it was like 1997 was the first uh, medical crisis I had. Uh, that was after I had basically come to the Lord and said, here I am, I want you to do whatever you want to to me to help me to serve you and to come closer to you. I, mm. I'm selling out right now. Mm. And and I think, honestly, I think he blessed me with those those various trials. I had 18 orthopedic surgeries now, you know, I had two uh, a couple of weeks ago on my back, and now that's about 18. Mm. And uh, some of those were life-threatening, especially the infections. But, you know, each one of those things... Uh, uh, even though they were uh, trials and challenges, each one of them led to something far greater than I could have understood. Mm. And now I can look at it and say, thank you. Thank you for letting me go through that. Thank you for challenging me in that way. Thank you for taking away my illusions. Thank you for being there for me. And thank you for what you got ahead. Because mm-hmm. you've taught me to trust you. I don't have to fear now. I can trust you. And so what happens is that when when we begin to enter into that, um, it's not that we're not without fear. It's just that we fear less. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get the word fearless. Mm. Another word is courageous. That doesn't mean we're cocksure. That doesn't mean that, hey, I'm Rambo here. I can do all things. It means that he can do all things. Mm. He is my resource. And there's nothing that can trump my sovereign God. And that that means peace. And when you get that kind of connection, Brian, then it's 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 the probably the most right thing that we ever do, and that is to live with a spirit of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the thankfulness is a faith act. It's a step in faith to say, I'm gonna be thankful the Lord in this situation because although I can't see an outcome to this, I'm looking through this problem and I'm looking at the other side of it and I'm seeing Jesus with his arms wide open with a big smile saying, come to me, come to me, I'll get you through this and it will be good. Mm. And and thankfulness might be a barometer maybe of that you are trusting the Lord, maybe? Yeah, could be a thermostat too. Yeah. Because we set we set the uh, we set the stage for many blessings with with uh, thankfulness, and uh, we again it's an act of faith to thank God for some trials that we're going through, um, 
And it's a breakthrough when we finally can just say, I'm releasing, I'm releasing this. And I thank you, I can. Even though we still have the problem, even still, we still have the thing going on. The difference is we believe we've got, a, we've got his attention. Mm. And, he's got, and we've got his plan on it. Well, and you said it earlier, I think, that you know sometimes our circumstances are doorways to something He has for us, mm-hmm. and we don't even know it. You know, it doesn't look real good. I mean, someone losing their job, you know, it gives an opportunity to find, get where God wanted them all along, maybe. Yeah. Or I've, I've seen that happen with people. Well, the greatest disappointments in my life, and, you know, I wrote, uh, I, I wrote uh, Forge for a Vision, which was my story. I didn't care about doing it, but y'all wanted me to do it. But it gave me a— an opportunity to return to my childhood and then look at a life that was destined for professional athletics and was tuned up for that and was skilled for that and was ready to go in that only to have it jerked out from under me in one year. Hmm. And I was a center fielder and with, with a good arm and could hit the ball, but then I had two shoulder surgeries and that was gone. I went to the NFL instead. and. It got me there, too, so my career was over, 23 years old, when a lot of them just began. Now, the point being is this, is I look back over that, and I see that was a major redirection in my life. It took me away from the pattern and the place and the way I was going that I wanted to go, that was my life desire to do. It was a, abruptly changed. Mm. But what has also happened uh, uh, about a year before is that I, I, I had an experience with the Lord that made me realize that I had been living as a fraud, that I called myself a Christian, but I was playing ball for Satan. I was, I was basically living in darkness. And I began to have the strong, uh, powerful conviction of the Spirit telling me that I've got to grow up now that he's been dealing with me as, as a child, but now I'm becoming a man. And, and one of the things that happened is I began to go into a deeper place with him and feel that love. Mm. And I was so ignorant of Scripture and I was so ignorant of all of that, I just, but I just felt like that there was more to him than I knew and there was more of me that he wanted. And I, I made a commitment that summer to want to change it. I want to be, I want to be his man on campus. And you'd like to think, well, everything starts working great from that point, but it didn't. The career was ended. He, he took me out of my trajectory, hmm. but he placed me in another trajectory. Uh, he put me in a business that I. I eventually got good at, but I was so frustrated in it and didn't like it. I've been playing for years now, I was having to work. <laughs> but in that business, um, he began to uh, educate me, uh, skill me in communications, uh, skill me in analytical thinking, skill me to use my mind rather than my body. It was training ground. It was not about that he was going to make me a businessman. He wanted to make me what I am right now, but he used that as a means. So the trajectory was changed, and I look back and I see there were so many redirections in my path, Mm. and most of them were disappointing, but all of them led to good. Mm. Now get me there. Most of them were disappointing, 
Most of them were challenging to me. Many of them were fearful. But every one of them led to where I am now, which is the desires of my heart. Mm. So I would like to be able to say and think that I can be thankful for that which I don't know that's ahead. Mm-hmm. Because I know he knows and he's good. Mm. And so I think our thankfulness is driven by our relationship with him. Mm. And if we haven't yet learned to really trust him and trust his love for us and his plan, then we're going to probably be going to have a lot of moaning and groaning. Mm. Oh, life is so unfair. Mm. Oh, I don't deserve this. Oh, my problems. Woe is me. Well, but, you, know, you know, circumstances are fleeting, you know. Mm-hmm. God is not. So maybe if we're having a hard time thanking him for whatever circumstances, maybe just thank him for who he is because he never changes. You know, he's always trustworthy. He's always solid. You never have to worry about him, you know. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting point, and I think it's a critical point because, you know, why do, why do we praise him and worship him? Because of the things he does for us mm-hmm. or because of who he is? That's right. And so if we if it's if it's based only on what he does for us, then that's just conditional. That's a conditional love of God. Mm-hmm. But if we will get to the point where we worship him and thank him for who he is uh, and what he's done, not only in our life but to history, mm-hmm. to the people of the world, what he's done, the sacrifice he's made. Then, when we enter into his thank in his course with thanksgiving and praise, then then it now takes us to another place where he can open our hearts and our eyes to more things mm-hmm. to see. And that which began as an act of faith begins to change to an act of sheer joy. Mm-hmm. That's when thankfulness really gets to our heart. Well, you know, as you know, Rocky, I was at a pastor's retreat last week, and and it, the whole theme was, how much Abba, Father, loves me. Mm-hmm. And not only loves me, but he likes me, you oh, know? Yeah. And and if I can if I can accept that, it just stirs up a love for him that you know that, that needs that need is healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then that changes all your perspective. It, it helps you be more thankful, helps you not worry about things, helps you just trust and, and enjoy life even more. Yeah. There is a point in, in our journey that will get to a point that, that you don't even question that anymore. Yeah. That you you know that, and this is the path of grace, by the way, that helps us understand that he He loves in a different measure than, than we could ever understand. And he, and he likes in a different measure, too. He likes with grace as much as he loves with grace mm-hmm. because he just loves his kids. And when we when we began to see ourselves, and this is identity, we see ourselves as children of God. When we see ourselves as a, a child of God, when we see ourselves as a member of the royal priesthood, which is a nobility, when we began to re-identify ourselves, not based on how the world has treated us or, or caused us to look at ourselves or the measurements that we have out there in, with success and power and prestige and ego, this, that, and the other, 
if that no longer defines us in our view of ourselves, and we began to look at ourselves through his eyes, and by the way, the best way to get to know him and the way he looks at us is through Scripture. Mm-hmm. Because there's adequate Scripture in there to talk about how our good shepherd loves us and knows us and nurtures us and cares for us and is with us. Mm-hmm. And if we can just begin to self-feed, if we will begin the to the act of faith with thankfulness, do it out of out of sheer faith, and do it from the standpoint because he deserves it. Before long, it will transition into becomes a part of our life. It becomes, it, it's easy mm-hmm. because it becomes what how we see ourselves, how we see him. Mm-hmm. That's the journey we're on. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, if you're speaking to our brothers and sisters out there, and tomorrow morning's Thanksgiving, what would you know? You encourage them to get up early and on Thanksgiving morning, whether they're throwing a turkey on the smoker or whatever mm-hmm. they're doing, but get up early and and get their hearts ready for the day of Thanksgiving. What, what would you say to them? We'll build the foundation, and you know, God has made His kids to be inside out. Uh, and when I say that, I'm talking about He has never wanted to change a person outside in. That's legalism. And, you know, the Pharisees did never never connected that. They thought it was all about performance, all about their knowledge, all about their work, all about their quasi-personal purity, which was not pure. They missed it, and they missed Jesus when he came into their presence because their hearts were not right with them. Mm-hmm. And God's kids, uh, our, our nurturing begins inside out. And specifically, my, my recommendation to prepare for Thanksgiving Day is before you get into the business of it and the celebratory of it. I mean, the celebrations are wonderful. Do it, man. That's what families should be doing that. We should be doing that even if we don't have families. Mm-hmm. But begin it inside out. Begin it with a thankful spirit. Come before him with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Thinking, try to look back. Maybe think about the changes in life and how it led to different places and how he has proven himself over and over and over. And that's a big thing right there. Look back and see how God has proven himself, how he's revealed himself, how he's revealing himself now. Mm. And enter into that inner thankfulness with him and do so with prayer, do so with music. Do so with whatever means will get our hearts and our minds focused and moving toward Him. And then from that foundation, build on it with all the other things that you'll do mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Day, mm-hmm. even watching a ball game. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you uh, would you bless us just by saying a prayer of Thanksgiving over our people out there yeah. uh, and just praying for their, their Thanksgiving in their lives? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Father, it's a privilege for me to be able to come to uh, you and representing a lot of people right now who are joining with me, turning their uh, minds and hearts toward you uh, to give you thanksgiving, not only thankfulness for the day that we're going to celebrate, uh, the, the day we recognize in our country, uh, the history of thanksgiving all the way back to the founding of this country. 
but then also, Father, the, the thankfulness that we have that beyond this country and beyond the traditions here is the, is the greatest reason of all, and that is the thanksgiving we have for having you in our life. Thank you for, for initiating that. Thank you for building that bridge to us. We couldn't get to you because of our goodness and, and things that we do that are good and perfect acts. Nobody can get there that way. And you had to come to us. You had to reach down to us. You built that bridge through Jesus Christ to us. And if we cross it, we enter into that relationship, that family relationship that, well, we just have a wedding feast to look forward to one day, and it's going to be blowing everything away that we think when we think about it on a feast on this earth. And, and this is enough to give us reason to, to pause and give thankfulness that our future is secure in you. Um, but also, Lord, our present time is secure. Our present circumstances are secure in you if we will turn our hearts and our minds to you. And I ask, I ask Lord, those people out here who are going through various trials and tribulations and uh, our, our brothers in, in California with the fires, but other places throughout this nation, throughout the world, actually, that we can look through the present circumstances and look past that and look on the other side of it. And we see Jesus with his arms open wide saying, come to me, come to me. I'll get you through this. And on the other side of this, I have a plan and my plans are good. So we, we thank you for the uh, invisible and unknown answers that you have for the trials that these people are going through because we know you are good and your plans are good. And we thank you for you, for who you are. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. You've been listening to the Influencers Network podcast, and this is Brian Craig encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. me. Mm-hmm.